Well, he can play so wooden. I mean, because he looks a bit like he's he has been whittled. Right. Like he was actually whittled from a block of wood. Sharp features, I guess. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. Gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back for a real show. He said that so official. Full time. We are going to be full time plus stoppage time. Fully loaded. This is going to be like uh, what, what, what referee liked to add on lots and lots of stoppage time. That's what this pod's going to require. Only you Mike would actually Bean. know that. So why you're asking me? I want to say Mark Clattenburg, but he's the answer to everything related to officials right now. Yeah. Well, if English you can't football. think of an answer, use Clattenburg. So let me just explain what we're going to do here today, gentlemen. Well, explain away. Last week we had a short pod. Just told a few stories. Had a good time. Good feedback on that. Yeah. It was fun. Short pod ended up still being over half hour long, but that's all right. It really was a short pod. It really was for us. Uh, but now it's been three match weeks since we discussed some matches and some actual fantasy Premier League analysis. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna get back into that. We're gonna get back into the real thing. This is this is the calm before the storm, gentlemen. There is a storm a brewing. It's called the festive holiday period. That's what everyone likes. And to I call don't it. feel like this has been that calm. The FHP, and uh, and. Let, let me just put out there now that this is our last oh, show. Did you just make up? I'm just FHP? making up acronyms. Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this is going to be our last show for 2017. You guys are taking off. Some of you are leaving the country, I think. Aren't you leaving the country for No, Christmas? we have friends from out of the country coming to visit us. Well, Got you, it. Blame, you start by blaming Christmas. It's true. That's Christmas's fault first, and then family's fault. All right, blame families, Santa first. Families are Listen, problems. You guys need to do what I do. And tell your family to stay away because they just ruin Christmas. Don't let them ruin Christmas. Tell them you'll see them after Christmas. I hope Man, no one in my family well, listens I, to this. I don't know. I was gonna say. Listen, we're gonna have a full house yeah. in my house oh. this Christmas. We're also gonna have a full show tonight because we've got three match weeks to cover. We're gonna focus on the last one for the most part, but we're also gonna look ahead because between now and our first pod of 2018, there's gonna be something like four more match weeks. This is insane. So this is insane. I guess it's time. Yeah, let's get to the matches. All right. There's not really much else we need to cover here. Then let's do it. Merry Christmas. Manchester City four, Tottenham one. Ilkai Gundogan, Kevin De Bruyne, and Raheem Sterling times two for City. Christian Eriksen putting one in, a, a consolation goal, really, for Spurs. Uh, before we get into that, though, Manchester City just keep on winning. This was four goals out of ten that they scored in the last three match weeks. Uh, one guy who scored three of those ten didn't even play in this match. That would be one David Silva. Yeah, that was a weird one. It's still a little weird. I was going to say, he, he's not, <laughs> not coming back soon. Well, no one really knows yet, so... All that was said was that it was a personal reason, and that's the extent of it. So, and honestly, not really that much is being said. I mean, Pep mentioned something, right? And that's a kind of in passing. That's kind of about it. Uh, just a little weird. No, and the yeah, and like I, I mean, just the the speculation that the team, you know, it, for De Bruyne to go straight at the camera with a two-one 
you know, putting up two one, you know, in his in his fingers, you know, people thinking initially maybe oh he's mocking Mourinho or Manchester United. I don't know what he was doing. It's it's Silva. Silva. Silva's number, and so it's and then the team dedicated the win to him at the end, and he got some stuff going on personal, probably you know. And then and then uh, at least one reporter for uh, one of the reporters covering Manchester Manchester City for. I think it's Manchester Evening News. They, but it's been basically discounted immediately that it has anything to do with the birth of a of a baby. So that's that's everyone's immediate first thought. Could be was a health of a family baby. member or right. something. Yeah. Well, and it I reminds but, me, but it's not injury. Are we saying it's not injury? Well, it reminds me a little bit of Hesse from Stoke, where he was. You know, he's just kind of gone. They say personal reasons, and you right. find out that his, you know, that his infant son is having health problems, yeah. and so he's out of the. Brutal. You know, he's he's got to go take care of that first, but. Yeah, uh, I saw one guy, uh, one other reporter who covers them. I can't remember. I think it was for. I I I, I can just mumble through this, uh, but I don't. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Um, but basically, it was a, a a guy who covers Manchester City who said, "I don't know anything about it, but my my assumption is that information will be revealed at the proper time and in the proper way. Mm-hmm. Until then." I don't. I have no idea, and in a way, kind of like stop asking me. Well, it's weird though because they could have easily just said squad rotation, and I think we all would have believed it. Even though right. David Silva's in the best form of his career, they could have just said, you know, it's it's his turn to sit. And I yeah. think that they, we all would have believed that because that's how it's gone this yeah. year for City. Yeah, City's starting to really uh, make you mad. Well, annoy not you, man. But last year. Pep struggled. I feel like City struggled most of the time, but I think maybe he just didn't have because I feel like they have most of the same, a lot of the same players they had last year, except for one, but, one key, one key position. But who, who, who left re- back? Ederson. Oh, oh, that's Ederson. a that's a big difference. Ederson. I'm going to get to that because I'm gonna, I want to mention something that I've never considered before uh, because I th- I think he's a horrible goalkeeper. But you think Ederson is a horrible goalkeeper? Well, I don't think he's a great goalkeeper, but I, I'll tell you what what. One of the Robbies from the the two Robbies podcast, great podcast. You should listen to it. One of the Robbies said um, about Ederson that I never realized is, is what makes one of the things that makes him so good for this Manchester City team that Bravo could not do last year is when teams press City so they cannot build from the back. So on goal kicks, when they when they Ederson has the ability to hit his strikers in their chest with the ball. Oh no, he did it a couple in, times in, in this order match. to maintain. Possession. Oh yeah, he sent it and out sixty yards. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Um, anyways, but when they, the way they were talking about it, it that's an, a fascinating talent. Yeah, and he is so good at uh, it. The so reporter good. that I was thinking of is uh, Sam Lee, who covers the who covers Manchester City, and actually he uh, there's a full uh, City Lens uh, at MCFC Lens L E N S. Uh, they put together a full. Uh, it's like a minute clip of all of the. All of the distribution from Ederson playing out of the back against Spurs, and uh, actually Sam Lee had said, Sam Lee said prior to the game that he he thought that he had a weird hunch that Ederson is going to end up with a, an assist because of how far out he's playing the ball and playing playing straight up to all of those guys who are. I mean, they the attack gets started like instantly, and it can just turn into something out of absolutely. Nothing you know, out of out Especially of just one well placed kick or throw from Ederson, and then they're off. 
and that's crazy. So you're right, Scott. That is that is one big addition that uh, I just kind of kind of blew off and didn't really consider it when it was laid out to me. I was like, wow, you know, it makes a lot of sense. But the other thing is, that I, I think it just maybe it took a year or more for Pep to get his everyone to buy into what he's doing and understand the philosophy. Because right now, you look at the score sheet. There's three different scores, and there's three different uh, guys giving assists, and and it, and it feels like it's that almost every week. And they completely destroyed a Tottenham team. Now this is a Tottenham team without their best defender, maybe their top two defenders in Sanchez and Alderweireld, and who knows, Ben Davies did not play either. I'm just. Sh- I, it's also I was, a Spurs team that sucks against the big six. Yeah. In fact, we've talked about this the last time they played someone in the big six, Arsenal saying don't captain Kane and maybe consider sitting your midfield players, which in this case he probably would have wanted to keep Christian Eriksen for that consolation goal. But, in, you know, captaining Kane was a mistake. Uh, yeah. Playing Deli Ali would have been a big mistake. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, and this was predictable. We talked well, about this the last time and, they played and a club like And until they this. break that, uh, which it's, it's they're going to have to break it two times in a row for me to change my opinion at this point. Well, yeah, I was going to say this this game, it seemed like at the beginning – their press and City's press were, I thought, were really equal. They were both they yeah. were both really effective whenever they put the whenever they put the heat on each other. And you know, giving up the goal to Gundogan is just it's like he really is the smallest guy on the field. <laughs> and so I'm not but he saying has the he, biggest smile, right? And oh, he's great. And God, everyone so is. Nice. I, I mean, of all the guys that I can be happy for on Manchester City, he's one of the top. But he struggled I mean, with his health. He, when he came, he came into the squad immediately. Then I feel like he could never get. Well, he got the knee, he had a huge knee injury right away. Like basically as soon as he as soon as he got started. But yeah. no, I I mean, it just seemed like a team. I'm talking about Spurs who just got got mentally broken. They just they just completely broke. And it wasn't. I mean, they were still in it even after they conceded. It's not like they didn't have some. They had some close chances. Kane went really close early on, and I just feel like they had their they had their chances. But it just seems like once they once they lost the mental edge, it was just an absolute collapse. And then all of a sudden, it's like horror tackles from you know from Kane and Delhi. Kane did get kicked in the face. Odomendi did kick him in the face. That was really, really dangerous. And he, if that, was, if they discipline that really hard early on, then that, I mean, obviously the game's a little different at that point. This could have ended 10, 10 v 9. Oh, and yeah, I think definitely. everyone would have been okay with that. Craig yeah. Pawson decided to uh, leave the cards in the locker room uh, at, you know, throughout the entire match, really. And uh, and essentially only used them when he had to. But he could have pulled out the red card three times. Ali should have been gone. You could argue maybe Kane because Kane didn't come in too. He kind of softened his blow. He, he didn't come in with like straight legs, right? This but is Ali, he came in from behind. Didn't Kane, Ali. Kane, his season. He's at, he's I know another. who. I know. I, I feel like he's early on because he did it to Florian Lejeune at the very first yes, game of the season match, against right. Newcastle. Early too. So that even now, recent like within the last month or so, Lejeune has said. I would expect at least an apology wow. from somebody the quality and the caliber of player that Kane is, and I still haven't gotten one. You know who Harry Kane is, right? He's the LeBron of the Premier League. I mean, that's the kind of referee treatment he gets. Yeah, this is he, not an NBA basketball podcast, right? His uh, it's just it's mm. it's a little scary that he has now 
kind of letting his emo- his uh, his emotions for a guy who kind of can play. Well, he can play so wooden. I mean, because he looks a bit like he's he has been whittled. Right. Like he was actually whittled <laughs> from a block of wood. Sharp features, I guess. But what I'm saying is, a guy who who does seem a bit, you know, you, can, you see his excitement. I'm not saying he's not capable of human emotion, but what I am saying is, he plays pretty straightforwardly, and and but you know how intense he is. He's obviously an intense competitor, and it's boiled over multiple times now. And I can't imagine that benefit of the doubt's gonna gonna go away real quick. Yeah, Deli Ali looks like a guy who has it in his head. Someone has gotten to him about leaving Spurs and, and going off to a big payday elsewhere, Real Madrid, Barcelona, something like that. He ain't going anywhere. And uh, and is just waiting to go. He is not. He is not with Tottenham. Yeah, right his now. head is out of it, man. And that so this week the expectation was uh, the at the very least the the report I mean reports of him being you know being dressed down dressed down by Pochettino. Uh, receiving a severe talking to, I don't know, man. For a guy who has still had a decent season, it's. I mean, it's it's still a good season. Who? If it was Delhi, you think so? I would no. I'd say performance wise, I'm I, I'm saying performance wise, it's a down season. But for fantasy, it's still been okay. He's still not. It's, he's still had a decent point total I so guess. far. Sixty nine points 12. isn't bad, but I mean, you got all that at the start of the. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. I'm just saying for a guy, the reason why it's disappointing is because of what he did last season and what he had done the season before. He was only, it was like, you know, it's just that ridiculous rise. And now all of a sudden it's like his head's out of the game and nothing's snapping him out of it. Yeah. The last nine, he's only scored, he scored six points twice in the last nine. Otherwise yeah. it's been zero, one or two. Uh, since we're on the subject of Spurs, this was Erickson's second goal in three matches since, mm-hmm. since we last had a podcast. Um, we didn't mention that Kane did score two against Stoke uh, you know, three match weeks ago. Yeah, in their Stoke. That's win. Stoke. That back to back for them with Stoke and and Brighton and Brighton. You know, things were things were looking pretty rosy for them for a second. I think. I mean, I feel like they had plenty to be optimistic about going into this into this game. You know, they. I I, I wouldn't be wouldn't have been surprised for them to go in really confident, but to get this destroyed is just. It's still not the worst for them. I mean, on the bright side, they, the next, they still have six six more weeks of winnable matches for Spurs, including their double week, you know, for fantasy purposes, a double week in week 22. You know. That's good. That's right. Uh, West Ham, too? Is that yeah, right? West Ham also. Swansea so, and West Ham. Yeah, they play Swansea and West Ham in, in back-to-back weeks for, you know, for, or in that no, double. In that double, no, in that double week. Yeah, so. I mean, then they get a you know they get a rough run, but I just feel like this is you know. But this n- next match, Brian, and well, it's the first one at Burnley. Well, at Burnley's not uh, not easy, but I mean they're at Burnley for them. Uh, at home to Burnley, I mean they they drop points. I mean Burnley scored at the very last second, and this is a this is a. I don't know. I feel like this what? Burnley's a little ask rough. Ask me. Ask me What's, how many Spurs players I own. How many Spurs players do you own? None. Ask me if that's going to change over the next four match weeks. Is, is that going to change? change? No. I mean, probably so. not. Okay. It would. Re- I mean, I am working toward getting Harry Kane, so maybe it will. Uh, but honestly, I don't know if I want Harry Kane. Maybe right. I want Ray Rooney instead. Kane's last five games. Yeah. Six two, twelve two one. 
I mean, Harry Kane it's is still not, the elite striker in the Premier League, right? I mean, he still well, is. Well, I was going to say, Harry Kane, for as much as Tottenham has seemed to struggle and has actually struggled this season, Harry Kane still has 12 goals. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's still Harry Kane. Is, this is, he's still Harry Kane. If it wasn't for Salah having the ridiculous season that he's having, right. I mean, Kane... Kane's, We've Kane's, still, about Harry Kane's Kane. still leading in, That's in goals. That's absolutely true. Yeah, he seems to be oblivious to the results of the of the squad as a whole. And I think he's going to continue to be able to put up those results. The nice thing about Craig Pawson keeping his cards in his pocket is that we can still go out and buy Harry Kane if we don't own him yet. We can still play and captain Harry Kane if we already do own him. And, and that's, hey, thanks, And I Craig. would say, I mean, Tottenham, Tottenham played at Burnley in April and won 2-0. And so I know they were on it. I mean, spring Tottenham was ridiculous. So, I mean, what? and we know what they're capable of. Yeah, they of. only scored two. Right. Well, Tottenham. no, I mean, but, I mean, they've won, you know, they they had won the previous two. They were they were a minute away. If it wasn't for one you know, defensive letdown, they win 1-0 against them, you know, in the middle of the Wembley curse at the beginning of the season. So, I mean, it's not, obviously, at Turf Moor is not, not easy, but All right. I mean, I still expect them to kind of bounce back. I want to bring this back to fantasy. What new, if what and or if anything new is there to say about fantasy wise uh, about city players? Nothing. Just anything. keep going. No, I was I was going to say I, mean, I, I was be, I was within a, I was within a click of selling Leroy Sané, and I was glad that I kept him because yep. I I can't that, any the only person. I mean, I could have sold him for another city guy, and it would have been a wash. Even David Silva, I'd say at this point, the most transferred in guy got to got everyone returned nothing. So hopefully, you had a good first sub. Yeah. All right. Same question, Spurs. What new? You just what new do we know about Spurs and or bring bring up about Spurs? Erickson maybe is going to be another second half fantasy play like he was last year, but at this point. Not much else. I would say that it's doubtful that Christian Eriksen will go much lower. He's not going to go much lower than he is right now. I, I wanted to especially bring up, not especially not with his last four. I mean, I, this is four straight. Yes, and and Eriksen went to fr- he was down to nine point three. He's gone eight eight he's seven still, seven. He's still Christian Eriksen seven seven eight right. eight. So, I'm not saying you buy him. I feel like you could get. I mean, right right now. You might have gotten the same, a really similar amount of you know similar performance over the last four from Gilfie. What do you think for about at least a dollar or less? Min Son, he scored two goals in the last three matches. He did not score this past match, but the three matches before this past match were seven, sixteen, and eight. He has consistently been playing and/or looks like starting the last six games. I don't hold the fact that he didn't score against City against him because again. Spurs don't play well against the big six. Sure. If, so in so, my mind, this was predictable, and what you got in the last three matches are more indicative of what you're going to get against everyone else in the league. So uh, for it, Son, the the big issue could be if there is some sort of ramification in in the team of Delhi, you know, especially short term to get his head right. Yeah. Yeah. Son is a big beneficiary because Son can easily fill in and play, you know, good get call. you 70 good minutes. He'll get more minutes. That's right. That's and, right. And if he's going to if he's going to deputize there a little bit and then or just or when they decide to go with the formation, a, a more attacking formation, he's going to be out there no matter what and and he's really really good. All right, so it's just the risk of minutes. Around Sun's price, would you rather have Sun or Sigurdsson? Sun. Or Brian? 
I, I mean, mean I, I know where you Gilfie in his heart. I, yeah, of course. I always want Gilfie. Sure. Um, man, I would probably prefer Gilfie's minutes. Right. Son or Pogba, who does not have a triangle by his name. No, I, still son. I I want Pogba. I, I think I would want Pogba too. Um, but so mo- but also only mostly because mostly because of I I think Pogba is now uh, he's shown his value and there is no Mctarian. Henrik right. Mctarian is is no, a non factor. Okay. And Pogba is the most important player for Manchester United. Yeah, I just just wanted to throw. I like to look at guys around the same price range. Let's move on to the next. West Brom one, Manchester United two. Gareth Barry putting one in for the baggies for Manchester United. The goal scorer is Romelu Lukaku with his second goal in two matches. Jesse Lingard also with one. West Bromwich Albion is here to say to everyone, (laughs) we want to ruin (laughs) fantasy Premier League football. Because Gareth Barry scored? Yeah, man. That's so annoying. Who who do you own? I had two two United defenders. Ed Valencia and Jones playing. You have Jones? Now, ironically, like um, a lot of people, they got clean sheet out of Valencia. And right. the tricky little, uh, yeah. when he went off as a defender, it was still a clean sheet. So and, and Marcus Rojo, as as you, uh, all you would ever want, Manchester United fans, as soon as within within 12 <laughs> minutes of stepping onto the field, they concede a goal. West yep. Brom continued to be terrible. They did get one point at Liverpool. But this Gareth Barry goal is the only goal in the three matches they've played since our last podcast. I feel like that West Brom Liverpool game was was a blip in the radar it compared to the other Liverpool that we see like every other game. West Brom's right? clean sure. sheet against Liverpool won, I would say, uh probably the second most unexpected mm-hmm. result of the last three weeks. The yeah. f- only the only thing that was more unexpected was West Ham beating Chelsea one nil. And or yeah. Huddersfield demolishing Watford. Well, I know that's crazy. But I give four one. I give, but I, I give think Brian's West Ham win because no. it's Chelsea. No, 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 right. I know. I, agree. I think that's number one. But but if you going into that match, the way Liverpool was playing, play, Liverpool at home. Yeah, I know. Against West Brom, five five nil is not out of the question, and it was, they they score nothing. That was only West Brom's second clean sheet since it, week six. It was one of those matches where you wish that Liverpool could spread out their goal scoring among all their matches. You know, <laughs> yeah, they scored four against at, at Bournemouth here yeah. in their final, which we'll get to. You just wish they could have tacked one on at Ever uh, against Everton, and and maybe just put one in here West Brom and still have two to spare against Bournemouth. It's this, just, it'd be nice. Let's just save some time here. There's nothing else to talk. I mean, we talked more about Everton than we should. have. I mean, not Everton, West Brom than we should have, right? Yeah, there's really no one. No. There's no point. There's there's literally no, no point. The only only guy is still Ben Foster, and it's only because now. If you if you had him, you I, I don't know how many people kept him because so many guys less than four and a half dollars popped up. But now four point four, he's still Ben Foster. I mean, I feel it's like it's still they, West Brom though. I know. It, I know. Oh, the I know. only question would be this is Alan Pardue gonna have any type of positive effect on any fantasy wise players for West Brom? He's had these last three matches, and the answer is still no. No, I, mean, it I might can't. Take a little bit more time than three matches. I mean, it took Roy several matches. No, I just mean, saying. The, I mean, they, all of the uh, what attacking player could you possibly want from them? No, there, no, there, I know none. There is nothing none, about. Right, so, there's nothing about their midfield or any any forward player for them. The only thing 
you know, like you saw this past week, Johnny Evans gets the assist right. on Gareth Barry cleaning up one right in front of the box. There's I mean, so that, many. That is it. So, I mean, I would play no. Burnley's entire back four, right. before, yeah. which I know I, I agree. can't. All right, on but. to United. Um, what what new do we know? Lukaku scores, eh, doesn't celebrate. What the heck is going on with that guy? He did man? that last year, too, with Everton, when we knew that he was going to get sold. I know. It, Honestly, does he so, just get moody? Does he get tired yeah. of scoring? Yeah, no, like, he's moody. I no. no time when for I those was players. A, when I was a teenager, I got teased a little bit, just like a lot of people do in their middle school, high school age. Got teased a little bit. You know what I did? I decided I was going to just withdraw entirely and not respond to anybody. In fact, some days I probably said less than five words the entire school day to anybody. Romelu Lukaku is kind of that guy. He's been picked on a lot. Guess what? He's withdrawn. And now he's at the point where even a goal scorer is is a big middle finger to everybody, and he's not going to do anything about it. He's not going to celebrate. He's not having fun. You know what? I, th- I think I just realized. I-, I think he's just been sad. That his man, bro, Pogba has been out, but now he's going to be back. No, so I think I think Mourinho's, uh, I think his sad sack, uh, mopey, his sad sack. Yeah, I, I'm calling him a sad sack. You're, oh, okay. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm saying he's his, he's been just he's a mopey, uh, whiny guy. Just kind of a down. And I feel like, like that like, just I feel like that bleeds into the team. I don't know how you avoid something like that. When he they, celebrated with the guys. They circled no, around. I know. Him and at the be, at the beginning of the season, they're all He played for West Brom fun. for a couple of years. I scored know. against Liverpool a lot when he played for them. Uh Lingard scored in this one too. Dave, you said it's time to buy yourself a, a Lingard. Uh listen, let's let's stop fooling ourselves. This is now four games. This is Jesse Lingard's team now. This is Listen, this is Wasn't I know, it just Ashley Youngstein. I yeah, it know was a few weeks how ago. ridiculous <laughs> this sounds. Jesse Lingard is five point nine bedillion pounds. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna that's gonna go up. Let me read since he has been playing pretty much up front, up top with Lukaku. I feel like United for the most part has been playing a two five three. Or I'm sorry, forgive me. A three at the back, five in the midfield, and two up top. And that's Lukaku and Lingard. Lingard's kind of the chase guy, the energy guy. What about Rashford? Rashford's been out on, on a wing opposite Ashley Young or Martial or, or Juan Mata as in this, this last match. Okay. Lingard's numbers since he's been playing up top, 12, 15, 2, 3, and 10. Okay. 5.9? Find me anyone's numbers other than someone on City whose numbers are better than that. All right, let me ask you a question. You won't find it. Let me ask you a question. Lingard? Or Richarlison, Lingard, yeah, and, th- be, and, uh, and and this is we can talk about Watford's problems whenever we get to Watford. Watford but, has problems right now. Yeah, absolutely. But but that's a that's a tough call. Well, and and it's the same thing with like Pascal Gross. Pascal Gross, I think, is five point eight, right? So, but but look at Lingard's numbers. Je- and, and 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 here's the thing, and we know this about Mourinho. When when you start producing at a position, Mourinho will stick. With you. And Lingard, to his credit, I don't know. This might be like a little, you know, that little jewel on the beach, Brian, that you didn't know existed. Like that jewel didn't even know he was a jewel. But like maybe Lingard, maybe in his life, has never even played up top. But when he has gotten chances, he has been so dangerous. He, He was dangerous against Arsenal. He's been dangerous every game he's been up there. He's the fifth most transferred in midfielder uh, for the match week. 
uh, added by a little over 35,000 managers. And when your ownership is, uh, when your ownership is at 3% and you're only at a, you are at a hundred, sorry, three weeks ago, you were at 77,000 owners. Uh, your price is going to go up, and I would assume it goes up to six real fast. It will, and I guess here's my point. Present to me a reason why not to buy Lingard for that price and the production in the last five weeks, like um, I said. Really dumb, uh, ill-conceived goal celebrations. Sure. I hope he's been working on that. I, I w- wish he'd call up Mikel Antonio. He's had lots of practice. Let them work on He has had plenty of practice. A proper, we've, I've definitely mocked him. I've definitely mocked him. But listen, bad, good, or goal celebrations or not, his production, you cannot argue with it. His numbers, since, I mean, seriously, before that it was a 0-0, and it was a string of ones when he was subbed in. And all of a sudden, something happened in training, and they're like, well, hell, let's just throw Lingard up there and let him run around and chase people. And Lukaku, on defense, you just kind of fall behind him and let Lingard just run around and chase people. Next thing you know, he's scoring goals left and right. Chelsea won, Southampton nil, Marcus Alonso putting in the lone goal in this one. Chelsea are on a bit of a run, and Conti's a little upset that people aren't paying more attention to it. They had that shock loss uh, at West Ham. Uh, But aside from that, three goals at Huddersfield, and then this one from Alonso. None of them, however, from Alvaro Morata. No. Killing me. Morata, it's the reason why Morata, despite his uh, being amazing this season overall, is one of the most sold players, people selling he and Harry Kane in droves going into this next match week. Where are they and going to? My guess is Wayne Rooney. Yeah. That's my guess. <laughs> Either they're going back to Lukaku, who probably the same people sold to get Kane or Murata not yeah. too long ago, or or Sergio Aguero or Gabriel Jesus, maybe. You go from the, one of those guys, you get $4 by going to Wayne Rooney. Or Roberto Firmino, three dollars. You put no, those. You put those dollars money. somewhere else. You you go from. You can go up to one of the city, any city guy you want. You can probably, depending on who you have, you could probably get to Salah, Coutinho. Uh, I don't know who's buying Mane. Not many people are buying Mane. No, he's he's a, he's not playing much. No, I I feel like. Uh, was it? I think it was uh, as Pilaqueta said this week. You know, they've they've only won. They've they've only lost one and drawn one of their last like ten matches or something like that. And they're they're even further back than they were when they started this run. I mean, it's not like they're on a bad run of I know of, of results. It's just City is on a run of form, almost like you know, like the league has never seen before. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, there's no room for error. You cannot. And, and and you know it doesn't matter what the you know, everybody's having the same result. You know it doesn't matter how close anybody as, as, gets to City. They they can't. City's managed to pull out every win. So as, as good as Conte do? says, Chelsea has been and they have been in the last ten. It hasn't mattered. They've lost ground. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, on the Southampton side, uh, Charlie Austin scored against Arsenal a few matches ago. Um, he came in off the bench in this one and had probably Southampton's best chance. Yeah, within seconds. Is Charlie Austin a, a third forward in Premier? Yes. Fantasy Premier? Yeah, I think he is. Um, he's still, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, my feeling is between him, if you don't already have Calvert-Lewin, my guess is that Calvert-Lewin's the, the top guy. Uh, 
But Dwight Gale from Newcastle put together a nice little string there in the past three weeks. I can't do it. I know. But what I'm saying is I feel like there are, I feel like there are options at, definitely at $6.5 or less. Austin's Charlie Austin and Charlie Austin's had good form. Yeah, so. has he? I mean, I'm actually looking at it now, and I feel like it felt better than it is in reality. Uh, going back to match week 13, it's 13 one seven seven one one, and obviously he came off the bench in this one. I, it's it's hot or cold with Charlie Austin. Yeah, and obviously this lot, you know, against Chelsea for whatever reason, uh, they decided to go with Gabby Adini to start. Uh, Squirrel eyes, man. He looks uh, lost. Yeah, out. I mean, and I thought that the at least for the NBC announcer, the people announcing the match during the game, they or the, during the match said, uh, "Why not be adventurous, Pellegrino? Pellegrini? No, it's Pellegrino. Yep, like the drink. It's always very confusing, though. Because why not did be adventurous for a while and and play and play them together." Why not try to get two of those guys out there at the same time? And it's just like, I mean, it just is very, I don't know. that He seems to be, like, sometimes, I, I, I was never good at sports video games because I would be too calculating and wouldn't just free myself up and play. Mm. I had to do everything by a formula. Mm-hmm. Mauricio Pellegrino feels like that kind of real-life manager to me. <laughs> I mean, think about his center-back rotation that we saw. For much of the season, we we really have continued to see, yeah. And now we're seeing it up front at forward. We've been seeing it up front at forward a lot. I mean, I mean, think about how unplayable any Southampton forward has been because he keeps rotating between Austin Long and Gabbiadini. Yeah, he is. He's just rotating. He's just he's just being formulaic, and it's not working. He looks like in real life what I do in video games because of his formulas. Um. The, I guess on the plus side for Charlie Austin owners, the fact that he only played 29 minutes against Chelsea uh, probably bodes well for their game at home against Huddersfield uh, next, which I th- feel like that's if there's ever a time to start Charlie Austin, it's home to Huddersfield. Yeah, agreed. Um, and you're going to get that. Like, the, you know, the next, you're, you're probably going to bench Charlie Austin in week 20 against Spurs and then week 21 against Manchester United, but then 22 and 23 home to Palace and at Watford. I mean, just seems like, like everything with, with saints. I mean, that's, that's probably as good as it's going to get. Why would they bench Dusan Tadic for Chelsea formula? Uh, It's just so maybe he's throwing away the points thinking I'll save them for when I think I can actually get points. Yeah. HFP. But come on, is anyone playing Tottich? Is F-H-P. anyone playing? Somebody is, man. We've exhausted is somebody the Southampton the... quota. Yeah, you're right. Tottich is right. 1.8% owned. That's 1.8% of the stupidest people in FPL. Brian, I mean, that's, that's not still true. like that's, that's still almost 100,000 people. You got, we just talked about Southampton for like four minutes. Because never we never talk Yoshida. about Yoshida. We just might as well move on. Maya Yoshida. He scored a goal. Maya Yoshida is the best player that Southampton has. Yeah, right. he just doesn't always play every match. Formula uh, sucks for uh, for Chelsea. Sucks for uh, especially Eden Hazard owners. Yeah, I didn't mention him, did we? Well, no, only because no goal from him either. Just a, a disappointing run of matches against against easy against teams that you look at and you say this is why you go out of your way to buy a guy like that, and after three matches finishes with one assist. Yeah, 
in three matches. It, like, just, just man of the match quality performances every time. And obviously the, the most important single player that they have, but just didn't didn't produce. I, I still is not I mean, I still say buy him. Bournemouth nil. Liverpool four. Coutinho. Lovren. Salah. Firmino. All your goal scorers. It was a rough couple matches prior to that. Salah, the only scorer uh, in the Everton, in the Merseyside Derby. Obviously, no goals against West Brom. I think you learned nothing out of all of this. And yet, Liverpool is still fourth overall on the table. Yeah, Liverpool... I Haven't mean, lost. Two draws and a win. What's weird is as good as Liverpool has been playing, Arsenal's still only one point behind him, and I feel like Liverpool has been playing a lot better than them. Uh, no, I disagree. I mean, Liverpool... I mean, all these... Liverpool's not losing, but they're drawing more matches than they should, and that's been the story the last well, decade. Well, like the West Brom game, right? Like, that's horribly yeah. frustrating. But, uh, but I feel And the like Merseyside Derby, I mean, that's a bunch of... <laughs> 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 Look, I know how you, you're probably going to take that a little more personal, but... Personal? Listen, I own DCL. But let's look I at... I benefited Ever from his dive. Let's look at Everton's form, right? I think Liverpool's coming into it thinking, hey, we're the big dogs in the block. And granted, Everton's been a whipping boy for most of the league for the first part of the season. But Brian, you know what they didn't have in the first part of the season? What didn't they have? Didn't have Big Sam. That's true. Big hey, Sam's uh, in hey, the house right this now. This is Liverpool's And the turn. second he walked through the door, it, th this everything changed. This is a changed. new attitude. Everything changed. Back to Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> you still own Salah if you own him. Sorry about that. Nothing changed about Coutinho, Firmino. Mane, maybe a little, just because he hasn't played as much. Mane, I would guess, uh, pro what did he do as far as putting himself in the doghouse after, after he kind of blew it for Everton? I mean, against Everton. Right. When when he he because he should have passed. I get that. I, I guess that the rotation is going to happen. I, no one is safe. There's no way, and there is no way that they go through the busy festive period without Salah, Coutinho, Mane continuing to rotate. They have to. Well, you say that, and yet that leads me perfectly into Scott's stat of the day. Oh, great! And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. It's the number sixty-nine. That's the number of. Where are you going with this? That is the number of squad changes Jurgen Klopp has made in the Premier League so far. Fascinating, this right? Which exceeds by far how many he had in the total of last season. <laughs> how many? How many did he have total last year? I think it was fifty-three. Yeah. I don't have it right in I front of me. I thought it was fifty-four. Um, it's fifty-three, fifty-four. Sure. No one's safe. Not even Simone Mignolet. Well, Mohamed Salah is safe. He's going to keep playing. He's going to be because he's like a. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He right? is. I mean, he just just never stops. His motor is ridiculous. It, but I, I still would. Uh, they're almost like those midfield guys, Coutinho, Firmino. They're almost. I mean, I'm not saying they're the quality of City this year, but they're mm -hmm. almost like rotation proof. I would almost keep playing them, even if they end up sitting out. Man, the the Liverpool Manchester City rematch is going to be. It's going to be something. Yeah, if Sadio Mane doesn't get sent off in the first half hour of the rematch, it's going to be an amazing match. Yep. Adam Alana back for 19 minutes off the bench. Yeah, we have a guy in our league who owns him and, and insists on continuing to play him, and I, he's going to benefit from that eventually. He shouldn't have bought him as soon as he did. Uh, I don't know, man. 
He's going to benefit from well, that. Well, we'll see. Well, it, 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 they need to, he needed to get some time for Coutinho. They need Coutinho to get his rest before he leaves going, in January. He goes to Barcelona. <laughs> um, I hope that happens. No, I hope that doesn't listen, happen. Listen, credit to Klopp because last year I, <clears throat> I feel like I kind of gave him a hard time because uh, Liverpool was really good at the beginning of the year. They pressed like no other. Klopp, and I kind of came up with a term, uh, you know, I, I feel like he clopped his team out. In other words, <clears throat> he plays a style that's so pressing and demands so much energy that the team wasn't in the proper shape to handle that. And then when they got to January, February, the results started fading big time. Now, so I feel like he's almost gone 180, and this goes along with your stat of the day, complete opposite direction. And now he's had a ton of of different lineups, and, um, man, it's working for him. And, and I think it's going to set him up. So the rest of his team doesn't get clopped, so his team doesn't get clopped out in the in January and February. Absolutely, he's definitely got a little bit more depth, which he's taking advantage of. This is someone who has a long term vision beyond just buying a title for a season. Looking at you, Pep, this is someone who has an idea of putting something together for the long haul. He's got more depth, like I mentioned, especially in the midfield. Anywhere up in the front seven, honestly, he's got more depth, more options, and he's been he's been you know, playing with that rotation a little bit. Does he make some mistakes like in the Merseyside Derby? Yes, he might occasionally make some rotation errors. But honestly, he's got the guys. He He's able to do what he's been doing, and he's got the long haul in mind. And here they are entering into the uh, festive holiday period. They're sitting in fourth. They're in the round of 16 with a favorable draw in the Champions League. Every Liverpool fan, as frustrating as some of these results are, should be happy with Keep what Keep the Klopp, macro picture in mind, right? Absolutely. Klopp Especially, is doing something Of course here. you want to win a title, but let's be honest. Everyone, everyone, a fan for every team other than Manchester City. I mean, you, you, let's just be honest. At this point, no one's probably catching them. No, absolutely right? not. So, so at this point, hey. At this point, if Liverpool finishes... Do your best finishes, in Champions League? Yes, exactly. If they finish... Fourth in this season and end up making it to the quarters of the Champions League. Great. That is an improvement. Absolutely. That is building on Excellent last year point. when agree. they got to fourth without the Champions League. Right. I agree. So now you finish fourth and you get to the quarters of the Champions League. Then you pick up a couple more pieces, a center back, and another forward. And now suddenly you've got something. And you might have to replace Coutinho too, which is not going to necessarily be easy, but they've already added a piece in, in Nabi Keita. This is a guy who is doing something here. So just be patient. Deal with the matches that are frustrating as they come. Enjoy the four nils against Bournemouth. Continue to play solid in your fantasy lineup. And just do what you got to do to relax because things are looking up for Liverpool. Uh, Andrew Robertson. Free Andy Robertson. I, I he has been free. Well, he has yeah, been I know. Free. Well, he's it, it took it took Alberto Moreno's ankle exploding yes, for did. for him to be free, but he started and played the full ninety in the last four, and uh, he got the assist. Uh, give he us had more, an assist against Bournemouth. Give us more about Alberto Moreno. How, how long can we expect Andy Robertson? There, it's the still the same. It's it's it could be a week or two or longer. We just it's it's there is no timetable, no definitive timetable for him to return. But that's why you have Andy Robertson, and that's exactly what I mean when I say Klopp's building something. He's got he's too deep everywhere you look. If you add Andy Robertson this week, he's a uh, four point six. Um, 
a much more at, reasonable price than what he started because he started at five. He came into Liverpool at five and right. immediately just started dropping because, of course, he anyone, wasn't playing. You know, yeah. had that one really great game. The the one time he started, didn't touch the field again, and now uh, with Alberto Moreno out, uh, showing again why I uh, love this kid and I love him way more than good. Moreno. I feel I feel like he's more reliable. Um, at Arsenal, how do we feel like about if, if someone wanted to make a change and add? Like in other words, if you looked at his last four games, just on the whole, he would end up at the top of a bargain bin at four point six, right? You don't expect a clean sheet against Arsenal. Those those uh, at Arsenal never are clean sheets. Not usually. Usually, there's five or six goals in them, uh, and just a matter of who's scoring them. Honestly, when you think about Arsenal Liverpool, and you think about left back for Liverpool, you think about Alberto Moreno scoring goal a goal. Or at least coming close. Like he just would attack, attack, attack. Um, Robertson's not going to do that as much, but I could see him maybe getting an assist, maybe in this match. So I mean, I, I, he would not be my first choice if I have. I, I could easily have three or four better yeah. defenders to play. Liverpool's schedule upcoming is sort of tough. It's at Arsenal. Yes, Swansea, you love that, but then you're you're home to Leicester, Burnley, and then City. Yeah. So that's man, that's kind of tough. Especially during that holiday period, but hey, the rotation has been good, so they have the be- chance to play their best eleven in all those matches. Arsenal won, Newcastle nil. Mesut Özil with a moment of magic to give the Gunners the three points. Um, hey Dave, you are you concerned that Arsenal has only scored only scored two goals? Yeah, in the in last the, three. In matches. the last three, yeah, a little bit. Five yeah. points only for Arsenal. Um, against not great. Opponents, yeah, <clears throat> that is uh, it's a little concerning. I, Do you still have a lot of Ramsey love? Well, maybe that's the problem, man. Right, that stinks. So when you look at the results, who hasn't been in the lineup? Yeah, it's Why Aaron not? Ramsey. Where's he? He's he's <laughs> he's been uh, he's been knocked up. <laughs> he's knocked up. He's got your, <laughs> yeah, right. He's got a yeah, He's your, knocked up. Your hope for injury for Aaron Ramsey finally actually affected real life outcomes. <laughs> finally, finally, his hamstrings couldn't take your hatred anymore. He's not back until after the New Year, gents. Yeah, uh, there's yeah the 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 best guess is uh, is until January yeah. for Aaron Ramsey. I mean, uh, it's that's a, that's an obvious correlation. No, it is. I, I'm serious. I, I think that's absolutely it. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, Mustafi's been out, so the defense has not been as solid. He does a great job. But you have that kid. You have that kid playing. Maitland Niles, is that yeah. his name? He's been, yeah. He's been playing. I'm he sure looks he's interesting. been fine. He looks fun. They kind of moved to a back four, though. Ainsley? Is that his first name? Ainsley Maitland Niles. I believe that is correct. Uh, nothing more frustrating in the past three against not ter- not great opponents that uh, – Wenger decides to bench uh, the, one of their top-scoring defenders, one of the best defenders in the league so far, Sead Kolasinac. Yeah, I'm wondering if he's just not giving him a little rest. Kolasinac. No, I'm serious. I, maybe he just... get uh, Kola- Well, I, hey, the first thing I thought was, I wonder if this is... He, the, he's playing through hip injury or whatever, and you know that that's something that popped up multiple times already this season and you know you get three matches against not great people this guy needs a break let's put somebody else out there and then uh well you you end up with some not great results so say odd 
Kolashinitz slash Kolasinach. That was probably our most epic how to say of the season so far. Uh, today has the potential in the few minutes to, to top it. It, it might oh, be. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's just a teaser for those of you listening at home. But, uh, Brian, what does it do to you when you hear the announcer say Kolasinach? Kolasinach. Uh, it, it just, I it mean, I get it. I, like, board, man. Other people are saying it. If, if, if Wenger says it, and he's, you know, we've talked about that before. If if, te- if the team, if if it's like, oh no, it's it's fine. Just say it that way. Just some anglicized version of of a of another way to say it. I just it just seems odd. Yeah. I, I, every time I hear it, I just think, man, it's not that hard. You can, uh, you can it, find. Oh, no, we do it. We do it. Every ask show. the guy how he would say it at home. How does your mom say <laughs> what it? Would say your, odd. What would your the what would your fellow countrymen say to you if they saw your full name and want to do a dress? When you go home for World Cup qualifiers, what are you called? Right. right. Uh, on the Newcastle side of things, Yosalu and Dwight Gale did score against Leicester, but since then a pair of one nil losses. There's uh, no one. Newcastle is. There's no Newcastle one. In Newcastle is. That you want. Newcastle's struggling, but I would just say in the last three weeks. Look at the numbers. Leicester 3, Newcastle 2. Newcastle at home against Red Hot Everton 1-0. A, a team that looks like they're headed straight for right now, plummeting towards relegation because they keep leaking goals, only gives up one at home to Everton, and then immediately give up one more only at Arsenal, yeah. Dave. Uh you know already what the difference is. The one name yeah, difference. So, yeah, Lascelles was Lascelles back. was back. Yeah. So and for everyone who was bailing, you know, we saw Carl Darlow get in there for in goal uh yep. the past few weeks until uh until they played Arsenal. Yep. And welcome back Rob Elliott. Yep. The cheapest goalkeeper that there is. And his price had dropped again because everyone sold him after Darlow was in there for a while. Not me. I still kept him. I think there's gonna be a time when, when Newcastle rises again. They'll probably have to buy a couple guys. Honestly, I'm going to wait until Mike Ashley finally sells this club, and that, that stops that hanging over That seems like it's lingering over everyone's head. Including and especially uh, the manager, right. Rafa Benitez. And that obviously is going to impact the entire hey, club. Hey, one bargain guy I would like to throw out there for a serious consideration, uh, Paul Dummett. Did, okay. And, okay, wow, and, this is... And the reason why I say that... Are you sure that, you're being serious? What? Are you sure you're being serious? Yes. Like you said, for serious consideration. Yes, I'm being Dumb serious. Dumb it, Brian. What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm serious because... Yeah? He was in the he was a start, he was in the match day squad to start. Hold on, hold on. To start yes. the season. Hold on, yes. And he played seven right. minutes. I think, got, you're, he, I think you're inflicting physical pain on Dave. Oh, no, he got, about he got hurt in the seventh minute. Yeah. Of the first game. How do you get hurt in the first game in the seventh minute? The he didn't stretch How are you properly? not in shape? He didn't stretch. No. That's my he point. Was too excited. He had a really You're professional. No. no, he had a really bad injury in the very at the very beginning of the first game. Uh, I'll cut him some sleep. I'm it's saying the Premier League. He played in the championship. He he was on the bench for the first time. He was named to the team. Did not play against Arsenal, but was named to the squad. Paul Dummett, as Rafa Benitez reminded uh sourpuss uh, Newcastle fans in the past couple weeks, people who complained about Paul Dummett last season at times were now bemoaning the fact that they don't have another left back. And Rafa Benitez said, we lost the only left back we had when they lost Paul Dummett. 
I'm saying that he's a guy that he said that five days ago. Where's Jack Colback again? Where is Jack Colback? Brian, Jack you know Colbeck's what, though? I gave I'm you, saying. I gave you a little shtick, but I'll tell you this. He's 4.2. I'm saying he's 4.2, yep. and, he, and he's in line to start. The nah. second that he's healthy again, I'm just saying. No, I'm going to keep my eye give me on John it. Joe Kenny. I'm going to keep my eye give on it. Give me John Joe Kenny. No, I'm saying, like you, you, you've, at this well, point, listen, there are so many guys. If he was a, John Joe Kenny, Kuko Martina, Mason Holgate's been playing. There's a lot of guys who are less than $4.5. dollars all dollars. Everton players. Right. They are all Everton <laughs> players. But no, what I'm saying is this is a guy who has a spot on this, sure. on the team. This isn't this isn't uh, Mbemba. This yeah. isn't uh, this isn't Mariapa from Watford. I'm saying that this is a guy who is a key piece yeah. for Newcastle, right. who's ready to come back. I will keep my eye on him. I'm just Thanks. saying. No, that's good. Brighton nil, Burnley nil. That's it. Yep. Uh, no, we gotta mention uh, all of the clean sheets, huh? Yeah. Nick Pope continuing. Nick Pope is lucky because Glenn Murray yes. skied his penalty yes. kick. Yes. A penalty kick that was. Was it questionable in the first place? I don't know. I don't know. James Tarkowski, though, charged with violent conduct after this. Yes, match. he is. Is that? Uh, have they said they haven't levied a f- uh, suspension yet? I think yet, he have still they? has the opportunity to appeal as we record. I did not see that foul. I mean, sorry, Brighton and Burnley didn't exactly strike me as a game to watch this weekend. But and you would have been right, sir. Honestly, there were a lot more chances than I expected from the. Uh, I just watched the extended highlights. There was mm-hmm. more to the extended highlights than I expected in a normal <laughs> match. Obviously, the Glenn Murray missed penalty kick. Uh, there was there was an amazing play too. And I'm, I, as I sit here now, I'm forgetting who had the shot or who had the header. I think it was Knockart with a with a great header off of a set piece. And uh, and this is actually where I'm directing my honorary but meaningless fantasy half point great. this episode. Honestly, I feel like there should be fantasy value to heading, like, like uh, saving the ball off the line. If you're, if you're, yeah, one of the guys put on yes, the post. yes. Phil Bardsley put his body on the line, literally. Did he use his groin to block it? No, he used his head, but it nearly knocked him out. He was woozy. <laughs> really? After not, after like a laser it, at him. After heading it oh, off wow, the line, okay. Knockart got great. Uh, great uh, speed, great pace on his header, and Barnsley ended up taking it right off the front <laughs> flat part of his head and was woozy after doing it. But okay. but for saving the clean sheet for Burnley, I'm giving Phil Bardsley my honorary fantasy. Well half. done, Phil Bardsley. If we're well if we're done. talking about Brighton, Brighton's had one goal in the last five weeks. Their their lack of and goal it was the leagues. it was the Glenn Murray. PK yeah. against Liverpool, which probably shouldn't have happened. So, well, just like this one shouldn't have happened. It's crazy. Uh, they're they're not getting much at so, all. I've actually sold Pascal yeah. Gross, and, and, and that was going to be Gross my next is, question. And Gross is getting sold by a lot of people for the, all the reasons that we've already talked about with the other people in his price range. Uh, Everything still runs through him for Brighton. For However, sure. if they're not getting anything, right. neither is Pascal Gross. Now, to be fair. If there's a bright side to this, okay. Three of the last five were against United, Spurs, and then Burnley. Yep. And one of those was against rejuvenated Crystal Palace. So, not the. I mean, three I, words I did not expect. I to know. Hear. I know. Only two of their next 10 matches are against the current top seven. 
And both of those matches are against Chelsea. Are you saying I should buy back Pascal Gross? Should I sell Richarlison and, and for and Pascal Gross? And they're equally, Gross? they're equally, uh, it's equal. It's exactly equal, five and five home and away. I'm not saying that you buy everyone back. I'm not saying that you buy Glenn Murray. <laughs> Dave's I'm just giving saying, me the Mutombo over here. I'm just saying, obviously, they are not. They were struggling to score in the last five weeks, and I feel like it's with good reason. Listen, if you're grabbing uh, and not Lingarding, then uh, then you're living in crazy town. Okay, very good. Watford one, Huddersfield four. It was a beautiful goal. I think Decore's was probably better than Urzel's in terms of beauty. However, Kachunga, Moy. Moy again and Depoitra. Brian, your boy Decore. Th- this is like the fourth time he has scored. I think this year. Well, okay, uh, he's opportunistic. How many? Abdullah Decore. How many times has scored? Six goals. Yep. I would bet on four of them. Eight shots. That's right. On target. That's and right. I would guess at least four of them are exactly like this one. He oh. is up on top of the box. On a set piece, it bounces out to him, and he laces a laser don't let, the net. Don't let Watford midfielders shoot from outside the box. That's true. That's crazy. He has 16 shots total for the season with six goals. I will this say is that ridiculous. I have benefited from every single one of those goals in our draft league. I can't get I, – I, my forwards are great. My defense is okay. Mm-hmm. I keep searching the waiver wire every week – for midfielders, and I can't find anyone to buy that will take both Decore and Richarlison out of my starting lineup in the draft league. Maybe that's why I'm sinking in the standings. Watford, <laughs> Watford is an absolute red card machine. They are absolutely a red if card there machine. Is, if there is fire for red cards, <laughs> they are they are in the middle of the furnace, man. Some something's going on, Brian. You referenced it a little bit earlier, like Marco Silva. Results the last, and and we have been praising Silva's praises all season, right? Because Watford not lately. For, well, the, up into the last five, Watford's results all season had gotten them pretty much in the top eight, right? I mean, I they, they, they were, been, weren't they at least seventh? I think so. Yeah, at least. Yeah, but now, I mean, the last but, three. What well, you got, what can you pin this downfall on? Uh, well, uh, the the youth, the flames of youth, yeah. hot headed youth, youth. Plus the fact, I mean, you you can't tell me Marco Silva wanting to go to Everton is not a distraction for all these young guys who came to play for Marco Silva. You you cannot convince me that that's ever the case. since the rumors started coming up about that. He won a f- like one or results, two matches after. Their results have struggled. And then they sunk. I agree. Uh, but also well, it could be the fact that these guys are not used to playing this kind of schedule. And that's what I think, Scott. You referenced it last pod, right? I did. Guys like Richarlison, like Grob, like it's gross. But, I mean, come on. I swore that I would always call it Grob. It's just funnier, right? Guys like that, you said before, you the closer we get to Christmas and through the new year, yeah. The season's going to start wearing on them. It typically does on guys who aren't familiar with it. And with Richarlison, I mean, he's the guy that we think of the most when we talk generally about Watford. He's always been someone who is going to miss chances in order to make chances. That's just how it's been all season long with Richarlison. Yeah, no, you're right. And so, you know, it's not surprising. By the way, Brian, we do have to correct ourselves a little bit about the, the flames of youth being the reason for red cards because this one came from... Troy Deeney. Well, Troy Deeney, straight straight red. Who's always hot-headed anyway. Right. Um, I feel like this was building 
ever since he ever since he uh, tried to put his hands on Joe Allen. Listen, uh, tried. Weeks, this well, doesn't bother me at all. He did put his hands on Joe Allen. He gave him the old two-handed pre pre kiss. Yeah, face grab. Um, you have Ducore oh. now suspended for the next match uh, after uh, he picked up his fifth yellow. Right. Yep. Uh, you already have Zehalar suspended. Uh, suspended. Cleverly uh, should be returning, right? I think Cleverly is back from his suspension, but this is a lot of dudes on Reds. This is you know Miguel Britos is still on the team. And this is a Watford team that has not fielded Jose Holabas the most of the season because of Zehalar. So you, you've n- you've avoided many other red card potentials by not having Holabas out there. Listen, they need to commit. To, Silva needs to get uh, a responsible LRD locker room dad in there, and or they need to start investing in a, in some more yoga. Like they need to calm down, Brian. <laughs> that team, they got good talent on that team, but they're getting way out of aren't control. Aren't the uh aren't the marijuana laws a little more lax in uh, in England or is it or is it so. still strict for players? A little pre-game. Oh, you, you don't I'm want the bobbies saying, chasing No, I don't I'm not suggesting that they smoke before games. Sure, That'd be no. crazy. No, I, but I'm pretty sure they get drug tested too. Yeah. Well. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> Bottom line is um the Watford players that you have owned, let's bring this just back to fantasy. The Watford players you have owned, in my opinion, I would start to sell just because I think they're gonna their numbers well, are gonna continue to slack David, a little bit, although uh, Corey continues to, to out honestly. of all out of all the midfielders who are being transferred out, uh Ducore and Richarlison are both uh they are both in the top six. Ducore is the second most transferred out. Despite which, scoring, but, which is interesting. Right. And Richarlison is the sixth most transferred out midfielder. And two of the guys, that's the thing, two of the guys that are ahead of him are Ducore and Ramsey. So there's good reason. And, and David Silva is the number one. After a week, You know, David Silva is the number one most transferred out midfielder of all players. And, and there's Richarlison right down there uh, as the sixth most transferred out. And... He really hasn't done anything different. I mean, he he came close. Uh, he's he's still the guy that's taken the most shots in the in the box uh, for for uh, easily for Watford and one of the most for the season. So you're trying to convince me to hold off selling Lukaku for Kane and and to buy Lingard for Richarlison. You're really putting on the hard sell. Right now. <sighs> well. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Are we going to talk about Huddersfield Town? I think we need to talk about a certain player who really is completely irrelevant to fantasy, but whose name we really just want Brian to tell us how to pronounce. Well, I want to bring up something that's probably Aaron Moy. Yeah. It's really annoying. I had my Brian moment this past week in the draft league where I literally was about to click on adding Aaron Moy. Was it... Was it early in the Was it early in the run of matches where your draft team easily outscored your budget team? No, that's yours, Brian. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, Just for, for those who are thinking and curious after last week's pod about Brian's uh, constant good good team bad team kind of that goes on in his mind. Sometimes he's oh, never referenced that. Real. I just made that up. But bottom line is the the battle between the budget and draft league. So fun, Teams. fun every week. But we need to talk about this dude from Huddersfield. Yeah, all right, let's do it. We need. Are we gonna? We're gonna. How to say this guy's name? You want to know how to say it? I, well, I do. I don't even know. Yeah, I, yeah. Sure. I don't. I. I honestly. Well, I don't have even it. know who this guy it's, is. It's the reason why we're bringing it up is because he had an assist in the Chelsea game. He assisted Depoitra's goal. The the Has, the semi consolation that they had in that game. 
he's played somewhat for them here and there. I, and I, and you guys enjoy I torture. Seen this guy so in. Boy, he, he he's been played, out there. He's played a, a minute here, a minute there. Man, not much here. Okay, you want some right. music for this, Dave? Yeah, yeah. What do we got? Well, since it's just since it's just uh, here and there, then just do. Um, uh, I would like "Time, Love, and Tenderness" by Michael Bolton, please. Time, love, and tenderness. That one. I love it. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. I kind of actually. By, by do. Michael Bolton. No, I'm not Gates, actually. Man. Not joking about actually liking. It. I feel like I do kind of like it. This week's How to Say, on paper at least, could be classified as a hate crime. <laughs> if, a, if a stranger walks up to you and says, hey, could you help me out and pronounce this name that has the letters G and J in it? And oh, by the way, they're beside each other. You are legally allowed to invoke your right to armed and or violent self-defense retaliation. I'm not There's joking. two J's. I know, there are two J's in it. Self-defense <laughs> tip, aim for the larynx or the groin. Mind you, I'm saying that this is a serious danger to you and your family on paper. The reality is, despite having two J's and the G in his name, this Huddersfield right back's name is not its not terribly difficult. Florent is his first name. It's and just that, I mean, it looked... It, it looked like Florent. It is Florent. But sometimes it right. doesn't. It's not like how, is it, how it looks. Believe me, I appreciate that. Uh, my favorite thing about Florent is that he was born in Switzerland to parents who are from Albania and Kosovo. That's where the last name comes from. My least favorite thing about Florent is probably his last name. <laughs> Unless he turns out to be a, like a murderer or a Nazi or something. Sure. I like to hedge my bets a little when it comes to personal evil. <laughs> you guys, no doubt, will love the fact that his last name, uh, in his last name, in Albanian, it has a character, a letter in it that is relatively uncommon in any of the world's spoken languages. <laughs> of course. Spoken language. Of course. The GJ combo in the name, <laughs> it it's represented as a, it's a, a dotless lowercase j that has a bar through it okay or depending on how you are if you were to look at it another way it looks like a, a backwards lowercase f i guess it's just more like depending on your on your preference i'm not digging any deeper into it here because what is the albanian alphabet paying me or something <laughs> sponsor us Suffice it to say, the pronunciation equivalent in English for that for that character is basically just a J sound, a J, like the J in giraffe, or just just let the cyanide capsule dissolve already, so this can end once and for all. Uh, the last J, the end J in his name is is a is a Y sound, and so your four your four and a half dollar Huddersfield defender's name is Florent Hatterjoni. No way! Mm -hmm. It's Hatter Janai. Hatter Janai. That is. A, a, it's not Hatter Gig nope, John Nope. nope. <laughs> uh, you know well, where he got it. You know where the NBC pronunciation. You know where he got his start. Young Boys. Oh, oh yeah. He was there. Player of the Year for Young Boys in 2015. We all only know them because Europa League. Because they're called Young Boys. Yeah, and it's so yes, English. Exactly. Uh, uh, the, Brian, he joined Huddersfield in August. 
Uh, they have an option to buy him permanently at the end of the season. And you know, he says his 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 favorite player, the pl- model player for him, is Philip Lom. He also loves Mesut Ozil. Interesting, yeah, Brian. I it's on a, like the one thing about doing this, I, and like no joke on this. It's reading stuff like this and knowing that this is like one of the best players that has that like he he's good enough for to play for the Swiss national team. Like he's one of the best players. It, he has he's legitimate has legitimate pedigree. And even though he plays for Huddersfield, it's just a reminder of like he's a professional and he's really really good. He's one of the best players in his country, and he's just a bench guy for Huddersfield. Yeah, that so is pretty wild. It's just amazing to think about that. Like for all these guys, like how how tr- like amazing all of these guys are, and it's like we're you know we're you know just barely scratched the surface on knowing about them. Anyway. Well done, Hatter Janai. Welcome how, to the. How good are the uh, English announcers on that name? I don't even know. I don't. I feel like I've never heard uh, them say it. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like I did much, hear so. them. I heard somebody say it, and I feel like it was really close to that. I figure, yeah. I feel like they would. I feel like they would stress a different part. Like they would say Hadrojoni. Like they might stress it in a different place, but I don't think it would be all that. I I feel like it's not a tough one to to screw. You're either up. gonna say it pretty much like that, or you're gonna get it really memorably wrong. It's barely yeah. gonna fit in the back of his jersey. Just kidding. Yeah. Lester nil, Crystal Palace three. Goals in did this you read one. that right? I guess I did. Christian Benteke, Wilfried Zaha, and Bakary Sako. So much for King Power. Well, it wasn't dark. It wasn't, I was going to say it wasn't King Power at but night, was this it? This is the Jekyll and Hyde Club because two big wins on the road, granted against lower half competition, then they come in and they host Crystal Palace, also lower half competition. And this happens. This doesn't make any sense. The match, the two matches before this, you have Riyad Mahrez scoring. Okazaki had a brace against Southampton as well. Uh, this is a true Jekyll and Hyde club right now. If you if you take this, if you put equal stock into this result, now this could just be a blip, one of those weird Liverpool West Brom type of results. You never know. It could also be the start of something serious for Crystal Palace. We don't know yet, but this is a weird one on the surface. Um, I've I would say for the last many weeks it's been many weeks in a row i've been very close to adding some lesser defender that's not harry Maguire. i have harry Maguire. i bought him no. i i've sold phil jones for him a few weeks ago and it's been nothing but good until this week well they they concede a lot they have a very leaky defense they keep they keep giving up goals here and there, and Maguire's been saved a couple of times by assists. Yep. Um, but basically, it's I'm looking at like Ben Shilwell, who's also exceptionally cheap, who's been starting a lot for them. But He's Danny Simpson taken over for Christian Fuchs. Yeah, Danny Simpson has been really close to being in my squad. In fact, I had Fuchs and Danny Simpson both on, on, as bench players on my draft team for the last couple of weeks. And I was really close to buying them in the budget team, and every time I look at it, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it. I don't want to spend $5 on McGuire. Now he's up to 5.2 or something like that. But uh, It was easy for me to do when I was selling what, Phil Jones at 5.2. Right, a, a while ago. He's up to 5.3? 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. 5.3.
Whatever, dude. <laughs> Way too much. I think I should sell it. Like, now. no, like West Morgan's playing all the time. Cash you could out. do the same thing. West Morgan is four and a half. West Morgan, let's let's decently cheap for a guy that's you know that yeah, playing but, as much as he Harry is. Harry McGuire but... is getting the assist, and he's going to head in a goal here and there. Right. West Morgan's not doing that. True. It's just one of those things of like, uh, unless it's Harry Maguire, unless you probably unless you've already got him. Uh, I just don't know who. I just don't know. It just it, it seems like a tough dollar amount to go to. Yeah. Um, unless without a without a significant injury to somebody in that price range. Looking at things on the Crystal Palace side, uh, this was the second match in a row that Sako Bakary Sako scored. Although that's really still insignificant. Seven points out of a possible nine in the last three matches for Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Wilfried Zaha definitely won the battle of the Wilfrieds in this one. Wilfried and Didi. Getting a red card yeah. on his birthday. Happy birthday. You never want to Indeed. lose the Wilfred battle. No, the <laughs> yeah, the Wilfred Derby went to Zaha for sure. Zaha's been great. I sold him. Zaha has been nothing short of great this he season. He is. And I sold him. Maybe I should buy him back. I well, Brian, you say that, but he's kind of got a low point total. I mean it's fifty three. He, dipped, he played he missed I seven know. matches. I just wanted to see if you're paying attention. But in the last five, three, three, four, five, and eight. It's it's okay. No, I'm saying that in real life, yes. Zaha has been absolutely I would agree. I would agree with that. Um Christian Mentech yeah. has not always been great. No, he's not. But he had a great last game. He did. He vowed to make up for his missed penalty kick when he wouldn't let Milivojevic take it. Weird. And it cost them so two weird. points in that draw against Bournemouth. Um, really weird. But, hey, great here. Is this the start of something for Benteke? I assume you're about to tell us more about Wilfried Zaha and why you love him. Should we continue to love not, Benteke? Yeah. I mean, match? as a differential, yeah. I mean, how many people are going to own Christian Benteke? Not, no, one, not me. no one should own him. He is right. a horrible excuse for a Premier League forward. Even he, after a goal and assist? That is and the luckiest. He won't score another goal for another <laughs> 10 games. He, Christian Benteke. That is an amazing, put a that bet, is on an that. amazing bet right Christian, there. Bet on that. Christian Benteke. Will you put a bet on that? Is... You would bet right now that Benteke won't score another goal in ten Look, games. That's, that's a bit. If I'm gonna bet, if I'm gonna make a bet like that, it's probably number one absurd. But I better be getting some form of odds. Okay. Bottom line is, compared to what he should be doing, he is horrible. He is he. His best year ever was at Aston Villa like four years ago. He is not. He is a, not a good professional. Just he's not. He must be lazy. Because if he he has the physical talent to be an unbelievable football player, and in my opinion, pisses it away. What if it's not him? What if it's the guys around him? What if he's not getting the service that he needs? Yeah, that 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 never stopped Lukaku at, at Everton at times. Or they're different forwards. It's, listen, he has been on teams and had chances to perform. I've seen him squander time after time in this game, even though he ended up getting a goal. He. Missed a sitter in front of goal, and I'm like, yeah, that's the same guy who shows up every single week. He, and I don't know what's happened. I used to think he was an excellent striker, and He's ever since he left Aston Villa, yes. he has not been good. He is the classic case of a young player who was the best player on his mid-tier squad, 
decided to try to capitalize by going to a top tier squad and not being good enough there, and it ended up burning his career. We've seen it with uh, a guy we're going to talk about here a little bit later too, Wilfred Boney. He he did the same thing, going oh, from man. Swansea to West Ham. Uh, it it happened, and now and now Boney's back at Swansea, and he's too old to do anything. So uh, it, it happens. It happens all the time. It doesn't just happen at forward, but that's unfortunately Christian Benteke. He squandered away the prime of his career by trying to cash in. Dave, you will get uh, you would get a little bit of a break on the ten the ten match thing because he picked up his fifth yellow. So he's definitely suspended for. The so not only is that, not only is he not scoring, up with the exception of this match, he's picking up yellows, which is not helping your team out as a striker. Way to, go, his head. way to go, Stooge. Get it out of his head. Uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek is still really cheap. Yeah, and he's good. And he's good. And I own him in the draft league. Man, I keep... Which he, he got an assist, right? I just Yeah, he waiting. assisted Sacco's goal at the very, very end. It was... I mean, I, I, that, that to me is a little bit fluky. I think only good things are going to continue to come from him. I, I, I'm being... I mean, he's cheap, so he's not killing my... He's not killing me in the, uh, the price book, but let's just be fair. Roy Hodgson has Crystal Palace playing better. Yep. Right, I mean, no one expected them to be in the bottom of the table to start the year, and yes, they had a tough schedule to start. Whatever, make excuses. Bottom line is, you look at their roster and you're like, this is not a horrible team, and uh, Hodgson has them has them playing better. Um, Julian Speroni for uh, for cheap goalkeeper guys. Uh, Julian Speroni back in in the uh, between the posts for for Crystal Palace in the past four matches. Nothing about Wayne Hennessy since uh, back spasms f- five weeks ago. So he's back in there. But uh, there are several sources talking about Palace looking at Espanol goalkeeper Diego Lopez as a possible transfer target. Interesting. Stoke nil, <laughs> West Ham three. <laughs> Mark Noble with the penalty kick. Marco scoring again. And then Diafra Sacco off Marco. the bench. Holy West Ham. Marco, West the, Ham, West Ham United's form. What? I mean, come on, seven let me points, hear it. Seven points out of possible line, and in the last three matches, they have not given up a goal. Brian, after our last pod, after our short pod last week, you yeah. and I talked about what was making the dis- the uh, difference for West Ham. David Moyes I'm basically all- laid out an ultimatum to Marco Arnautovic, and Marco has responded. But he also has has freed Mikhail Antonio when Antonio has been out there, and He's put Masuaku and Cresswell together on the pitch. Chicharito who? Yeah. Andy Carroll what? It's been all Antonio, and then Chicharito's gotten in for like 11 minutes and 9 minutes or something like that in the last two. He's not even, he's not even, there's nothing with him. He just gets to be, uh, he, I mean, I guess he's just, what, he's going to be a super sub now? Not even that. I mean, and and that has more to do. I mean, hey, he David was Moyes, there. He played for Moyes at United. Yeah, yeah. There was not. They did not part. They didn't love well. each other there, did they? No. Chicharito did not go to West Ham to play for David Moyes. No, absolutely um, true. Marco Arnautovic. We said last week when we were walking away from our microphones that that I think that it's been obvious that an engaged, uh, committed, focused Marco Arnautovic is a major difference. It's it makes a major difference. For West Ham, it was a major difference for Stoke whenever he was with Stoke. When he's playing like this, you're going to get two goals in three matches. Yeah, but fantasy aside, how big of a 
was he to celebrate <laughs> this goal I mean, against Stoke? And then to do what he did, I mean, he had like articles of clothing thrown at him by fans. He's lucky that's all it was yeah. as, he's, as he's subbed off the pitch. Mark Hughes, you know, he gets into a little media fight with I Mark guess. Hughes. I, I mean, mean, Mark Hughes is just desperate to keep his job at this point anyway. But to me, I mean, it's that a, was as soon as he, you know, how you see Lukaku, for instance, you know, speculation about whether or not he was trying not to uh, celebrate against his former club, West Ham. You have, you know, it, it, you see it almost all the time. Guys don't celebrate when they score against their former clubs, aside from a few high fives with their teammates. Marco went full on celebration. The only thing he didn't do is rip off his kit. <laughs> I mean, a guy that's had like a pretty rough season. And now he's in form, and I don't know. Maybe Stoke. Maybe somebody said something to him. Maybe somebody insulted his mom or something. Maybe, maybe. Um, let's talk about Manuel Lanzini. The other big thing is Lanzini uh, being really good. Excited for diving. Yeah, he was. Um, and manager he, he, livid. The same thing it. with Tarkowski. Had had until six p.m. to. Uh, uh, I'm assuming he if he's if he's appealed. I'm sure it's already in, but. Um, yeah, not great for them. But I think if you had said, if you had said, I don't know, weeks and weeks ago, even four weeks ago, that West Ham was going to give up no goals uh, against Chelsea, Arsenal, and and at Stoke, I think you would have just said you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, this team. The other the other thing we talked about briefly on the way out, Scott, which you're hopefully you remember was just this the the what at the beginning of the season we just kind of laughed it off that Arthur Masuaku yep. was a you know potential uh, uh challenge to Aaron Cresswell for for playing time while They're Cresswell was still together. recovering and now they've been playing together yes. six consecutive starts together uh Cresswell with two bonus points in the last game uh Masuaku with one two matches ago like uh, the thing that was really, the, I feel like for Masuaku, I bought him. I should have played him this past week. Hmm. Um, he's 4.4. He's only 0.4% owned. Is and he listed as a defender? He is listed as a defender, and he's not playing as a defender. He's playing in front of, way kind. in front of Aaron Cresswell. Those are, those are the best kind. And in the, in the matches versus Leicester, Everton, Manchester City, and Chelsea, he put in a total of, 23 crosses mm. in those four matches. Wow. Uh, and it's not hurting. That's the thing. Cresswell was obviously startable. The reason why I know that is because he was one of my draft league defenders. <laughs> because I dropped him. Aaron Cresswell was in my team. Dumb it, Brian. In, in place of Pascal Gross, that was my sele that was my selection. All I'm saying is I feel like there's an, an it's being reflected right now in people buying defenders because Aaron Cresswell Aaron Cresswell and uh Angelo Agbana are two of the most transferred in uh defenders for the week. Should uh, Brian Masuaku 4.4, Agbana 4.4, who's the better own there? I picked up Agbana this past week, but did I screw up? The reason why Agbana got picked up more is because um Agbana picked up. First of all, he scored. Uh, he scored that goal somehow against Manchester City. Right. So you're not counting on that for anything. Uh, and he had four bonus points in the previous three weeks. Other than that, I say 
uh, I mean, Agbana obviously is the guy. Like as far as you know, the past four matches, he's the he's the clear guy. But uh, I think just in terms of actual attacking and actual like what's going on going forward, Masuaku's is way more involved. So is Aaron Cresswell. But yeah, of course you can get. Obviously, you can get points from any defender anytime. Everton three, Swansea one. Dominic Calvert Lewin, Gilfie Sigurdsson, and Wayne Rooney, who scored in each of the last three matches, Good put grief. in the goals for the Toffees. Two of those three from the penalty spot, though, mind you. Uh, for Swansea, it was Leroy Fur who put in their lone goal. Everton on a roll, guys. Hey, by hook or by crook, Scott, pen or not. If you're on pen duty right now for Everton, it's a good place to be since they seem to continue to be kicking them. Yep, and that's only Rooney. That's it. Only Rooney. Rooney. Rooney's gonna be Rooney is gonna be ten dollars in the next few weeks if this if things keep going like this. Sam has no problem playing Rooney, does he, Brian? Wayne Rooney right now. Did he go up? Did he go up again? Wayne Rooney is currently seven point six. Yep, he went up again. So I will, he went I will, up again, uh, probably in the past several hours, because he was seven point five uh, to start this match week. No one has had better scores in this in the last five weeks than Wayne Rooney, fifteen, five, eight, eight, and thirteen. He's on fire, and that was that was in no coincidence. The first game where he had fifteen in this stretch of five was when Sam Allardyce came in. Next week, let's say you own Wayne Rooney. And let's say you also own, let's go back to Charlie Austin because he plays Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Okay. Would you play Charlie Austin home against Huddersfield, or versus Huddersfield or would you keep Wayne Rooney in home to Chelsea? Who would you play out of those two guys? I, I'd keep Rooney in. Listen, Chelsea hasn't been keeping clean sheets. Not like, they, not like you would expect. Everton's hot, and Rooney's i mean, Rooney's been hot. And he's been getting assists, too, right? So even when he hasn't been scoring, he's been assisting. He had a two assists today, if I lost, I'm not mistaken. I've lost my cup match this uh, this weekend because yeah, the, that my opponent captained Wayne Rooney. Yeah, yeah. So not only are people playing Wayne Rooney, they're captaining him, and it's working. Rooney with a 13. No one's, been, no one's been hotter in the last five weeks. Yeah. Putting in, like, like you said, uh, Dave, even penalty – Kick goals, score the same. Yep. I don't see their and I don't see their matchups necessarily being a, a a downside for them. I mean, for that exact reason. Let's also reference Secrets and scored. Yep. Gilfie's good again. He's Everton good is again. good again. John Joe Kenny is good. The last John Joe Kenny got a really lucky assist Holgate. in this one. The Holg- but Holgate got another game too, didn't he? Holgate's- yeah. The back four has been the same under Big Sam yeah. in every match. It's been and and honestly, it, you know, three of those four guys have been different guys from the previous managers yeah. for Everton this year. Michael Keane can't can't get back in. Nope. Uh, Crazy. They Baines is still Baines is still hurt. We talked about him a few weeks ago. Jags. Just uh, you know, the possibility of Sam Allardyce not really liking him anyway. But but uh, no, but it's, it's definitely a, a pacier back four. I mean, yeah. he's definitely gone. And they've had good success. So why yeah. would you change? You you wouldn't. No, <laughs> not a bit. No. Especially since you got all old guys it, in the back. It makes four. John Joe Kenny. Uh, I think I got him. Scott, you probably did too. Was he? No, he was. He was as low as four point three. Yeah, he's, he's up to four point four now. Yeah, and he's a bargain. Uh, he's a bargain. And, and Holgate is at four point two, and he's been playing yep. as many games as Kenny. So if you're going for more of a bargain. 
There you go. And even DCL. I mean, I went DCL as opposed to Rooney uh, at forward. I mean, I have uh, you know Lukaku and Murata as my one and my two, but I obviously benched Murata this past weekend. And I, so I had Lukaku and DCL up front. DCL with the goal. Yep. I mean, good. you're not you're not really going wrong as a as a as a third forward with Dominic Calvert Lewin. No, not Brian, at all. Brian, the, the schedule you were referencing upcoming: home to Chelsea, at West Brom, at Bournemouth. Obviously, those don't scare you. Then home to United, and then at Spurs. Yeah. So it is. It's three, tricky. Three out of five is, is a tougher schedule, but. To Everton's credit, man, they've, they've been playing well all around, not just in one spot. I just have to say, because I want Brother Matt to shake his head. Oh, Everton's this is, up this to is ninth. nails on a chalkboard. Up for to ninth Matt. for Everton. Everton was relegated five weeks ago. Ninth place. And they are in ninth. And and steady climbing. Their, their last four games, win-win, draw, win-win. That's the Everton and train. That draw Scott, was the Merseyside Derby. Hey, you know, loss, you know all that yeah. that Everton train that had derailed the Cumin Everton train. They got a new they got a new uh, conductor up there. And his name is Big Sam. Let's not talk about trains derailing today, <laughs> Dave. Ooh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Sorry about that. Insensitive. Right. Howdy, partners! It's the injury roundup. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Brian, any other injuries that we need to know? There's about? a ton. There are so many injuries. But the, can you give the, me give me three big? Give me ones. the ones that matter most. Because look, we can talk gone, about the fully look, loaded pot has gone way long. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous long. No, I think as, as the the guys who really matter, tons of people own Stephen Ward from yeah. Burnley. Yes, I own him. Tell me so about him. Stephen Ward has a knee issue that is that is still iffy. I mean, he is. This is. It's a. It's a. It's a pre-match warm-up for Ward. So, like, if he feels good today, he's going to go or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Jeez. I would pay attention to it uh, in the next few days. Um, I think bad for uh, – probably bad for Bournemouth. It doesn't affect a ton of people as far as Josh King goes, but Charlie Daniels, uh, both of those guys left early uh, in getting trounced by Liverpool. They might have done that on purpose. Um, we talked about Aaron Ramsey probably out until the new year uh, with his thigh issue. Mustafi should be back for you guys, if not this week, in the following week. Um, so at least that's a little bit of a, of a bump. I don't think it's terrible for, for... We might need to do it next week, but I think we should probably, if you're a Nick Pope owner get worried might a little bit start thinking about what you're gonna do because Tom if if Tom Heaton has anything to say about getting his starting job back he's gonna say something it would be early in the year mm, interesting so we're only okay. a few weeks away from it it's not like he's not imminent and we'd have to train again but it's something to think about um things could get better for Everton too because uh Yannick Bellassi is back playing with the U23s uh, and it was a, there was a, the reports were that there was a chance that he could have start, that he could have been included in the squad against Swansea. That midfield can get better for them, uh, and a player like him is is a, a big difference. Not necessarily for um, uh, you know obviously for fantasy, but definitely for the rest of the team. That's a big that's a big plus for them. Hey Dave, uh, it's Antonio Valencia. That's probably the biggest one I think of of yep. all of them. That's killing me too. One of the top scoring guys leaves early. With, you know, we left at sixty some minutes for Manchester United with a hamstring injury, an injury of fatigue, according to Jose Mourinho. 
There is absolutely no chance of getting a straightforward telling of the severity of the injury. Absolutely none. There, I would, if it were me, I would doubt that he's going to play this weekend. Wow. But who knows? I'm dead serious. I don't think anyone knows other than it's a busy time. And what incentive does Jose Mourinho have for telling about how seriously injured sure. Antonio Valencia is? Yeah, sure. Um, Eric Bailly needs surgery. Revealed to be an ankle injury. So uh, two to three months. Ex- expectation is not until next year. So uh, Good luck. Go buy Chris Smalling. Yeah. While he's still cheap. Or Phil Jones. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, if anyone's still holding on to Cedric. Cedric from Southampton uh, slid into the ads at the end of the pitch and uh, left early. But it's just a, it's just a, it looked like it was not a great knock because he tried to play and then left again right after that. Uh, Cedric himself, best source of, best source of player injury news is their own Instagram or Twitter feeds. Cedric himself says that he's going to miss at least the next few games. Probably won't play again until uh, the new year. Um, the entire Watford team, I know we talked about it. They have so many injuries and suspensions. It's one. I'm not so much concerned about like the, 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 the busy period is already one thing. But having like 12 guys who are really rough right now in terms of injury and suspension for Watford is not going to help them. Would you keep Richarlison just because you know the lack of guys? He's going to be playing. Well, I think Andre Gray probably gets back in because they've been playing somebody as a striker. It's been Dini a lot. So I assume Andre Gray is going to get more time now. But... Yeah, I mean it's got on, it's hey, it's it's only gonna be him. It might be maybe be a warm body in there, but is it gonna be producing? He's only the he's the only guy that's left. I mean yeah. most of the defenders are most of the defenders are hurt. They have so many. I said it, it, it's a total of I think it's 12, 12 players. Yeah. The, the only thing that interests me about Watford is the teams playing against them. I want those guys. They are conceding a lot. <laughs> Stoke. Stoke have problems and Watford have problems. Yep. yep. Uh, and then for West Ham, I mean, it's not like for fantasy significance. It could be a it could be an issue for them that Mark Noble got hurt. Uh, depending on how serious Mark Noble's hamstring injury is, that's not good for them because he, he, you know, he, he's one of those he stable, be, stable midfield dudes at the team. He's a glue needed. guy. He is, as we like to say. Uh, and Marco went off early with a calf injury, but he, but his, his is more of a. Uh, it was more precautionary, and, and it'll probably be a, a late, just a late, late check. All right, that's all I got. All right, well done, Brian. Thanks, man. Always uh, listen. The injury roundup, even though we save it for last, and you're probably tired and exhausted from listening, <laughs> oftentimes is the most valuable part. It's true. Of uh, the pod. we didn't say Marcus Alonso is on five yellows too. Is, Marcus Alonso is he sitting out next next match? Next yep. It's yep. good. Uh, Dave, let so me just is Emory Chan. No one cares about that one. Okay. Uh, Dave, I'm putting the finishing touches on uh, part two of why playoffs have ruined college football. Yeah. My look at college football through the lens of a Premier League fan in America. Uh, that's going to be up on our website There's going to be some more personal stories? Probably. In uh, maybe a little. Okay. A little. Are you going to let us into the weeby world? Uh, yeah. Okay, sure. I, I, I don't know how to do it any other, diff- any other <laughs> way. Any differently. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be on our website maybe tomorrow, uh, fantasysoccerfc.com. Just depends on how uh, how well the edits go. Yeah, sure. Uh, but also keep in mind there will be no podcast next week because two-thirds of us will be uh, away. 
Uh, thanks, guys, for leaving me. Yeah, sorry, sorry bud. Uh, if I could do this we're, by myself, we're not going I would. together. By the way, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, understood. Not that there, not that there would be anything wrong with that. Sure, we are going to be off next week. <laughs> we'll be back the following week. By then, four match weeks will have been played. So enjoy the That's matches. R- just ridiculous. Don't lose any of those free transfers that are going to come fast and furious. Just as fast and furious as the matches themselves. So keep up with everything. You're gonna in have your to check it daily. Lineup. And I might try to keep our Twitter feed active yeah. during that period of time. Yeah, can. sure. But for Matrix, we're going to have to plan something big when we come back to start 2018. Uh, yeah. It, well, it it's just going to be ridiculous. It's going to be amazing. All right. Well, listen, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Give us a good ratings on iTunes. It will always help us. Helps us. Helps people like DraftKings find us like they often do. Thank you, DraftKings. We love your tweets. Um, listen, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.